Welcome everyone to the Ove Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Samach Zayin. We will begin on Samach Vavon Bet at the bottom line. The Amar Rava, Rava Tameh, the Amar Rava. Today's Daf is available. Those who would like to sponsor, please contact Mr. Victor Sabag. He is actually a little surprised that no one's contacted him recently, and he's waiting for someone to contact him to sponsor the tremendous Zechut of the Daf Yomi. Okay, we begin on the bottom of Samach Bet. We were talking before about a case where there was a garment that a woman had brought in to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, she brought it to the marriage, and the, the sons, who technically didn't own it, had put it on the dead body. Um... When her husband died, they put it on her dead body. Technically, it should go back to her. And the rabbi had said that once the garment took possession of it, it should, it, it should belong, it should be something that was used for a corpse, and therefore it's not available to, for her to take it back. Because once something is used by a dead body, you know, of course, the dead body doesn't own it, but it becomes uh, set, set aside for the dead body, no one could use it. We had asked that maybe... Uh, since they weren't right for using it, maybe she should be able to take it back. After all, if someone steals the garment completely, it shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to dedicate it to anything. You should be able to take it back. But over here, it wasn't stolen. So we explained that over here, he, he says, it, it's true, but it's mechusa gavaina, which means that it was... Uh, not collectible. He had it. He was. He had his rights to to have it at the time. She still had to collect it, and therefore, being that they have it, they they definitely uh, they can make it asur when they put on the dead body. Okay. Now we're explaining now that Rabbi who said thank you so much, Mister Binyamin, says the Gemara, Rava Tameh, Rava, who's the one who says that. The, the dead body is able to take charge, he goes like his reasoning that we see somewhere else. Because he holds that the following three things have power to take over a shibud. A shibud means that even though normally something should be, uh, there, there could be an item, that even though technically I have rights to it, but there's certain type of um, certain these three types of things have the power to break the, your connection to it and make it that you don't know, you don't have a connection you don't, you shouldn't have the rights to it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example. So I'm going to give you the three examples of here. One is hektesh, chametz, and shichrur. So hektesh means like this. Let's say uh, you have a case where. Um, I have a, a, a product. You, you, you want to? I want to borrow money from you. So I tell you, you say, listen, I can't give, do it unless I give you, unless you give me collateral. I say, okay, take my Lamborghini as collateral for the loan. After I give you the Lamborghini, I go to a class, and the rabbi starts talking about, you know, it's really the wrong thing to be into this expensive cars. A Ford is just as good. You should try to stick close to Hashem. I say, you know something? My Lamborghini goes to the Beit Mikdash. Now, I own I own it. 
I gave it to you as collateral, you have the rights on it to collateral. But my hekdeshin, according to Rava, pulls it out of you, and now it belongs to the Beit HaMikdash. The one that took collateral, the one that took the collateral, gave it to the Kodesh. No, 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 not that. Well, other case. Me, it was me. I was my Lamborghini. Oh, okay. okay. My Lamborghini, you didn't want to lend me money. I said, okay, take my Lamborghini until I pay you back. Okay. So you're holding collateral. You know that you're going to get your, your $100,000 back because you have my Lamborghini. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. But then I went to the class. The rabbi says, what do you mean? Who ever heard of a rabbi in a Lamborghini? This is Ibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know something? My Lamborghini to the Mikdash. And you were saying, wait a second. Hey, I was holding that Lamborghini to, for, for, for my loan. Okay. Do, you say, do we say, well, the rabbi can't, un, can't make it to the Beit Mikdash since Victor has rights over it? Yeah. Or do we say, no, since it's ultimately mine, my right to Makdishit still exists. And once I Makdishit, you lose it. Boom. You can't touch it anymore. The, the value of the loan is the same as Lamborghini? Or let's, say, let's say it is. What doesn't make a difference? So who gets the one that takes collateral gets, gets, gets You lost out. Correct. That's what Rabbi says. And that's why it says over, also over here, connects to over here, that the lady who really has the garment loses out, even though technically it's hers. She came in with it. But since they still have power, they still have the power to, to they have the power to give it to the dead body, which makes you pop off. The same way, same thing over here. I still have the power over my Lamborghini. To pop it off. Yes, you have had rights over it had I not done this. This is only a case when you want to give to Beth Mikdash? That, that's one. He's got three cases. Case okay. one is the Beth Mikdash. Now, we're, 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 we have two because we, we talk about the lady with the, with the shroud. That's already a case. But besides that, there's three other cases that fit according to the same reasoning. Okay? That, that the owner still retains some rights which allow him to do a couple, something. Okay? The second case is chametz. Let's say I give a, a, a goy as collateral to my loan from the goy. I give my stock of scotch to the goy as collateral. And I don't, right? But I still have possession over it. And then it goes over Pesach. And now, after Pesach, chametz that you have after Pesach really goes in the garbage if you didn't sell it to the goy. I only had goy rights on it, but he didn't, I didn't sell it to the goy. It belonged to me. If it belongs to me, then chametz over Pesach is garbage. Mm-hmm. And therefore, since it's a portiki, now if we gave it to the Goy, it would be fine. But since it was in my house, it's a problem. And therefore, it comes out that it's all garbage. And the Goy can't have it. Because chametz shavah Pesach is stuck. Right. And the same thing, what do you mean? I have my rights, and you can't lose it for me because I have rights. No. Rava holds the same, same thing as the shroud and the same thing as the Lamborghini, okay? okay. So there's Lamborghini, there's Scotch, there's the shroud, and the last one is Shechrur. Let's say you have a, uh, a slave, right? Again, I want to borrow money, and you, uh, you don't want to lend me money. So I said, listen, I have my slave. Well, I don't pay you back. You can take Leroy, okay? And... Uh, you say, okay. And then I done something, I'm freeing Leroy. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, he's right. He shouldn't be doing this. I'm freeing Leroy. Freeing Leroy? That was my... Uh, sorry, too bad. Okay? Those are the three cases. Good? Is it, you see that they're all exactly the same case? No, 
They all they all have the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what we're, just, what we're saying. So chametz. That, that's the three, it's, well, I just explained you three words: hektesh, chametz, and shechrod mafkiin midei shibud. They break the connection of a creditor. Is that clear? Good. So this is my Amar Yehuda. If a woman brings into the marriage two vases worth together a thousand zoos, and during the marriage they go up to two thousand zoos, she gets married with a couple of watches, fancy watches, and they end up going up in price. Right? And now they're worth more. That happens these days. Watch, watches end up being worth more for no good reason. Right? So, technically, she wrote in the Ketuba that she's bringing in these two watches worth $1,000. Now, by bringing it in, now, technically, the husband has to make sure he pays back two watches worth $1,000. These technically are worth $2,000 each. So he could, the $2,000 together. So he could technically give her back one. That's worth 1000 And the second one he could keep. Why? Because he only put in the ketubah that he's giving... one? Giving $2,000. Giving $1,000. The two were worth $1,000. Oh, now, two are worth $2,000. So technically... I should be able to give you back one for $1,000, I'll keep the other one. Yeah. It's true, he can keep it. However, she has the right, if, he, if she says, listen, I'll give you $1,000, but I want that watch. I came with that watch, I want that watch. You're right, you have the right to the money of the watch, but I want the actual watch, and I'll pay you the, the cash. And he says, who says, I like Rolexes, I want... No, she has the right to it. Why does she have the right to it? Because Shevach Betavia. Because that is the prestige of her father's house. And therefore, we're like, just sim- similar to the case we had last time with the building, the $6 million building, that she has the right to get it because of the thing. Over here also, she has the right to do it. Tomorrow says, My Kamashman, Shevach Betavia, Didahu. We already said that. Halacha already before with the house. Right? That's only if they if they wrote the mishkal ktuba But that's only if the words were said in the ketubah that he want that he wants to say it. In other words. In the case before, they were part of the value of the ketubah. But over here, they weren't part of the value. It just mentions that there's two things, right? And therefore, she should, technically, if she's paying for it, she should be able to, she should not be able to do it. So, but in our case, you can give, that's only, in other words, we only thought when we're giving you the money of the ksuba, so you could pick this or that. But here, she has to actually pay money out of her pocket for it. Maybe you'll say that when you're paying money out of your pocket, you don't have any rights to, 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 to buy something back. When it's a choice, uh, do you want the land or the money? 
she could say, I don't want, I don't want the money. I want the land. I'm, I, 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 you have to keep the money. But here, she has no right to anything. She has to pay for something. When you have the right to pay for something, who said that you, you have rights to keep it just because you brought it? Answers you still you do because it's uh, okay. That's an extra chidush in this case. Okay, says the Mishnah. You, you understood that or no? No. Hold on. Let me clarify one, one more time. There's two cases. In the case before, the the the, the land had a certain value. Okay, yeah. let's say. So it, he could say, "Hey." Um, I like this land. I think it's going to continue going up. It went up to six million, right? Uh, she has the right to the land. Now he might say, "I want the land." Here's the the current price of the land: six million dollars. And Alamak okay. says the Gemara, "No, he she has the right to the land to take the land to refuse to offer it and want the land land, not." The money, that even though it's the fair value of the land now, and it went she up already. Came with it, and she came with it, and it's the prestige of her father's house. Yes. Now, we said something more over here. Over here, also, there's the prestige of her father's house. But in this case, she has no right to the second watch at all. Because since they wrote in the money, she has only right to $1,000 worth of watches. And since the first one watch is worth $1,000, that's all she has a right to. She's going to have to pay out of pocket for that second watch. Mm-hmm. You might think if you're paying out of pocket, then you have no right for the watch back. What, it's not yours at all. It's his completely. So if you're paying for the money, who says that you have the right to get that watch back? He could say, Alamaka, I gave you the thousand dollars, goodbye, and you can't have the second watch. Kamash from no. Even in the case where she's paying out of pocket, still she has the right to the watch because she came in with it. Yeah. The Got second it? one. The second one, yes. She has the right to, the, she has the the right to buy that second one. And he can't refuse her, her offer to buy it. She has to buy it at the full current price, but he cannot refuse that offer. That's only if you put it with That's only because she came in with it. If you didn't specify the price on the ketubah, it doesn't say that right over here, but I think that's how it works. That's working. Okay? Mishnah. Ready for a new Mishnah or no? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go. Pay attention. Come on. Victor, stop paying attention. Okay. Says the Gemara. Bat Yisrael Shiniset the Kohen. If you have a Jewish girl who got married to a Kohen, regular Jewish girl married a Kohen, Umet, and the Kohen died. And he left her pregnant. Okay? So she's pregnant now with a dead husband. Sad story. Her slaves that were in the Ketubah, okay, cannot eat Truma. You know why? Because of the power of the her baby over the slaves. Until the baby gets born? Seemingly. Yes. Because there's a baby involved, for some reason, that's going to prevent these slaves from eating chuma. Even though the baby that's born is going to be a Kohen when he's born. What about the wife? Can she have when he, she, or born is going to be a Bat Kohen or a Ben Kohen and going to be able to feed the kid... If she what? If she, she wasn't pregnant. Yes. If she wasn't pregnant, then they would be able to eat Shuma. Wow. Well, let's see. We'll see soon. The Gemara will talk. Right? What about the... Let's just continue. Shehubar posel. Because the ubar posel, it can disqualify people from eating Shuma. Which be, what, what's that case? Says Rashi, Ubar Postel, Imbat Kohen Nisetli Sel. If a Bat Kohen gets married to a Yisrael, Vinicha Muberet leaves a Muberet, Ven La Ben Achar, Achar, Pesula, Ben Lashem Betavia, Kilomera. 
Let's say you had a, 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 gr- a girl whose la- last name was Towel. She's a Kohen. And she marries a regular Gisrael, okay, Mr. Shalom. And then the, guy di- then the guy dies, and he leaves her pregnant. Had she not been pregnant, she'd be able to go back to her father's house and eat truma. Yeah. But now that she's pregnant, that pregnancy connects her to her dead husband and makes her disqualified from truma eating. Okay? She's Kohen forever. She, she, she becomes a Yisrael forever. She was a Bat Kohen in this case. Uh-huh. I told you her name was Tawel, okay? And she was marrying a Shalom, okay? And going from one to one house to the next house, technically she should be... But now since... You got it? She got since she got pregnant, had she been pregnant, uh, widowed, unpregnant, she could eat. Now she can't. That's, what, that's the case of Posel. The Enomachil and can't feed, which means... If it's the flip case, if you have a girl who's a shalom girl marrying a towel, and he dies, and he leaves her pregnant, then she doesn't. The, the baby doesn't have power to feed her or the slaves. Okay. Till he's born. Till he's born. She born. Correct. Till right. That's because that's I'm law, but the rabbis told Rabbi no. And once you told us the case of a Batisel marrying a Cohen, right? And you told us about that case. That you can't eat Shuma. Af Bat Kohen the Kohen. It should be the same thing when a Bat Kohen marries a Kohen. So even if it was a Kohen marrying a Kohen, Umet. And the Kohen dies. And leaves her pregnant. She can't eat, her slaves can't eat Chuma. Because of the, because of the baby. Because she's a Kohen already. She was. She, which means, since the baby can't feed, so then how could the slaves eat Chuma? Because of the baby. Because a little bit, these slaves are the baby slaves. Are the fetuses slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? And they can't eat. The only reason why they can eat is because of him. And he can't feed them truma. The, the fetus, a fetus can't feed anyone truma. And therefore, you shouldn't be able to. And therefore, who cares if she's married to Kohen also? It, even if she was a bat Kohen, the bottom line is, the fact that she, her, the fact that she could go back to her father's house theoretically doesn't make any difference over here because the, the slaves are not going to her father's house. The slaves are going to the fetus. And the fetus can't feed. That's what the rabbis told him. Okay? Now, let's see. The Gemara is going to clarify. Let's clarify. Do we say, what's the reason why Rabbi Yossi says that the baby can't feed Truma? Is it because, maybe we'll say, that being that a fetus is a part of the mother's body, okay? Therefore, Yes, the fetus started as a piece of zeta from a Kohen, from a Kohen, but being that it's a part of a non-Kohen girl, so therefore, it's a non-Kohen. And until it's born, then it becomes a Kohen. What about the, what about the girl that's a Kohen? In our case, the girl was married to a Kohen. What if it's a bad Kohen? Oh, we'll get that. Okay, fine. Okay, or Dilma, or maybe, you, maybe the reason is different. Or maybe the reason is because 
a yelud, a baby, a, a, a born one could feed, and a non-born can't feed. Are we saying that it's not a kohen because it's part of her body? Or born ones don't feed, and unborn ones unborn ones don't feed, and born ones feed? Which, one, which logic is the right logic? Okay? That's what we want to clarify. What's the nafkimina? The difference would be, what if, what if there's a baby and the girl was a kohenet? If the girl was a kohenet, like you said, if the girl was a bat kohen, that'll be nafkimina. Right? If you go with the first theory, so then since she's a kohenet anyway, so, like you said, it's part of her, but she's a kohenet, so she, it should eat. If the point is that it's not born yet, so it shouldn't work, then it shouldn't work here either. Right? So says the Gemara, so Rabbah says the first opinion. Rabbah says it's because a baby in the mother's stomach is part of the mother, and the mother is Yisrael. That's why it's no. Yeah, that's Rabbah. Rabbi Yosef says no. Rabbi Yosef disagrees, and he says no. A born one can feed, an unborn one can't feed. May TV, we ask contradiction. They told Rabbi Kohen. Now that you told us, in our Mishnah it says, they told Rabbi Yossi, now that you told us about a Bat Yisrael Kohen, Bat Kohen Kohen Mao, what about a Bat Kohen Kohen? Amalhem Zulo Shamati, Vizulo Shamati. He told him back, one I heard and one I didn't hear. Which means, I, I, I only heard the story about a Bat Yisrael to a Kohen. I never heard the story of a Bat, uh, of a bat Kohen. She goes back to her father. Because she'll go back to her father, she'll eat. Right, I never, I never heard. Now, someone says, If you say the reason is because a baby in the mother's stomach is considered part of the mother and not a Kohen, that's why he says, I don't know. Right? Because he's not sure. Right? Maybe he's a Jumah. If you're saying, oh, a baby can give birth. But if it's not born, it can't give birth. Give to Yichuma. What does it mean? I heard it in here. Of course, the exact same case. And you shouldn't be able to eat Truma. So why would this in this Brita? Why would Rabbi say, "Oh, I never heard the law." It should be an obvious law. You should answer it. Obviously, the reason is because of that. What? I never heard that. That means she could eat. saying that it can eat. No, you should, should be able. Should, sorry, you should be able to eat. Yeah. Right. But he's saying I never heard that. He, he should be saying that, but I never heard it, so I don't want to tell you. That's all. That's all he's saying. Good. I'm ready. Who knows more? But the rabbis say, Yes, Lobanim, Ochlim, Mishum Banim, and Lomim Ochim Shumachim, and Loachim, Ochlim Mishumish Bakakula. So, according to our Mishnah, we were saying that the baby has a portion of the estate. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I lost everyone here. Mike, like get back with us. Slaves, okay? So. Mike, you have an estate. You know what an estate is? 
estate means that when a dead guy dies, when a guy dies, his asset is called his estate. So there's a machlok. Our Mishnah seems to imply that fetuses have portions in the estate. And therefore, <coughs> if a guy dies and he leaves a pregnant wife, right away we say, well, the fetus has, if there's one, one brother and there's a fetus, right? we say, well, you might have to split it. And therefore, right now, this slave is owned by two people, a fetus and an adult. And therefore, it's owned by a fetus and an adult. Therefore, it can't eat truma because fetuses, fetuses can't feed them truma. That was our Mishnah. There is another opinion <coughs> that holds that Ha'amim say, no, if a guy's got sons, the sons own not the fetus. And therefore, you could eat for the sons. If he had no sons, the brothers own it. Right? We, and we let the brothers feed truma to the kids because the brothers are calling him also. They could feed truma to the slaves. You know why? Well, it could be truma. There's going to be a son born. But right now, there is no son. And therefore, right. Can I go back to the son when he's born? I guess. Yeah. <coughs> so, how far do you stay going? What? How far do you stay going? As long as you have some mishpacha. Right. Ochim mishpachim. And lo achim. Ochim mishpacha kulai for the whole family. There's always good eat then. What? Because there's always mishpacha by a kohen. Right? It's got to be fun. You can find some Kohen. You can find some Iranian Kohen that's also related to you. Every Kohen is related to everybody. So even you can't find the Kohen, every, you, you'll find a guy from Yemen. He's related to you from I don't know Kohen. Right? <coughs> so Yomar says, Zu, we said Zu de Rebiosi. Which means, he doesn't all like it. So Shmuel doesn't agree with Rebiosi. I thought Shmuel said to Rebchana, who was an expert in Agadah, go get me 10 people. I can say in front of you, if a guy gives something to a fetus, the fetus acquires something. So that means, and let's say, a guy wants to give a gift to a fetus. So the rabbi is claiming that I could give a gift to a fetus and he gets it. So if he, I mean, let's say a guy gets up and says, oh, I can't believe my daughter is actually pregnant. He's 60 years old. and He's, he's, he's 120 years old. And he says, you know what? I want to give this sedative. I'm giving this to my, my, my daughter's fetus. And then he dies before he gives them. Now the kids wake up and they say, hey, they're mine. We don't want to give it to the fetus. They're our tefillin. Right? And he's like, the, the mother says, you gave it to my fetus. Can the fetus acquire something? So this rabbi is saying that the fetus can. And if the fetus can, then it makes sense. That the, if the fetus can, then it makes sense the fetus also could feed its, could, could, could acquire from the thing. You follow? It's crazy, this whole thing now. Because what, what's going on in the Supreme Court? Uh, <laughs> no? Yeah, it's like every time we learn something new, it's like going on current events. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it's true. Ella, but Zuvis No, he must have said this is what the opinion of Yosi, but he also like Yosi. So what's he coming to tell you? That the Rabbanan argue with Yosi? Me pligi? Do they really argue? Mativ Rav Zakai, Rav Zakai asked the question. Zuei do teid Rav Yosi bnei Shmai Rav Talion. Rav Yosi heard from Shmai Rav Talion. V'hodulo, and the rabbis admitted 
that Rabbi Yossi was right. So the rabbis admitted that Shmaya and Avtalian said it. And it must be they agree. So that, who told you that anyone argues on Rabbi Yossi that a fetus could own something? It seems like they, they, they quoted <coughs> Shmaya and Avtalian. That should be good enough. Amarvash, you know, Miktan v'kiblu v'hodulo. It doesn't say they accepted his words. It says that they admitted to his words. They admitted that it makes more sense. But Talcha is not like that. And therefore, they disagree. <coughs> the Kohen died, he left sons. Then, both types of slaves can eat truma. Their sons, both his slave, the slaves that are in Nechset Son Barzel, and the slaves that Nechset Melog, which are not in the Ksuba, either way they could eat Truma. Yeah, I understand. Why has to say two kind of slaves? She could, meaning, there's two types of slaves. The slaves that in the Ksuba belong to him. Right, so those slaves belong to her sons. They're coining; they can eat because of them. And her slaves can eat because she can eat because she has sons. When she when a lady has sons, she has sons. She can continue eating truma. Okay. Let's say he left her just a muberet. Then no no one could eat. Okay. We said that before. No, there's no other kids. Next, he left kids and. Pregnant, that's your case. Right. The Avde Milug, the slaves that are hers, they can eat because she can eat. Yeah, because okay. it makes sense. Because she has sons, so they can eat. Right. right? But the Zomar can't eat, they can't eat because part of them are owned by the, by the fetus. What if they have a girl? Oh, then it won't count. Yeah, but we, it might be. You're right. She's not married. She won't get anything, correct. But since the fetus is going to get something, therefore they won't get. Right. Right. A daughter can make people eat truma. But a son cannot make anyone eat truma. What does that mean? We'll see that soon. The Gemara is going to explain what that means, okay? Not yet, but next page. Right, Shimon Bar Yochai Omer. Okay, I don't know why we're reading this right before. Like Omer, Shimon Bar Yochai says, "Zecharim, if they're male kids, yochlu kulan, then all the slaves can eat truma. Nikevot, if they're only females, then lo yochlu they can't eat truma. Shema yimtahu bazachar, because maybe it'll be a male. Ve'en lebnot mekom aben klum, and the daughters don't own anything." And therefore, of course, the rule is, if there's only daughters and she's not pregnant, it'll be fine. But if, if there's males, in other words, if he has males, then everyone could eat. But if she has a fem- only females, kids, then the rule is the females only inherit if there's no males. Now, if the mother's pregnant, since the baby might be a male, then the daughters won't inherit the slaves. And then the slaves can't eat truma. And therefore, we can't let... And the slave can't eat truma because of a, because of a, a fetus, and therefore the slave won't be able to eat truma because maybe the baby will be a male, and that will mess everything up. When the when the birth comes, either way the baby, the slave can eat. Okay.
says, says says, why do you have to say maybe the baby will be a male? Even if the baby is a female, the female gets a, a portion. Right? There's three girls. And the baby, the mother's going to give birth. Even if she gives birth to a female, that, that female should have one quarter of the, of, the, of the slave. And the slave shouldn't eat because of the, female, because of the, ba- because of the fetus. Right? Okay. Even let it be a female fetus. Okay. But, the fe- but there's three females. Now there should be four females. So every one of these slaves is one quarter fetus. Okay. Fe- fetus owned. And if so, shouldn't eat because of that. Why do you have to say, because well, maybe it's going to be a male, even if it's a female? Right? Mar says, you're right. We're saying two things. Number one is, uh, a fetus also disqualifies. Also, maybe it'll be a male, and the, but don't, don't, don't call him. We're saying both answers. You're right, we're saying both answers. <coughs> okay, now let's clarify. We said before, if there's male kids, then the kiri chuma. What about the ubabaika ubar? Kasavar, Rashbi holds that and Choshim Lemi'uta. We don't have to worry about the minority. And therefore, we're, wor- we're not worried that maybe anything will happen. Now, he says, since the majority of babies are not male, we can ignore it. And therefore, he, Rashbi holds, and even though there's a, the wife's pregnant... Right? <clears throat> we assume that she's having a female. No, we assume that either she's having a female or she'll, get, she'll miscarry. Right? If you, 50 50 female, non female, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a 1% chance of miscarriage or a 5% chance of miscarriage, right? So ultimately, it's less than 50% that you have males, live males. Yeah. And therefore, since it's less than the majority, I can ignore it, and the, the sons can feed the, the animals through going to Rashbi. You got it? Yeah. <coughs> That's answer number one for, for Rashbi Mordechai. Ebay Tema, another answer. Le'olam kasav ha'choshim limuta. Really, Shimon holds, you have to worry about the, that might be a boy. <coughs> but we take care of the guy, <coughs> which means like this. According to this, Rashmi is worried that this lady might be a male. Okay? This is what happened. You have Banim. Okay? You have sons. The sons are allowed to feed their kids ever truma. Wait, wait a second. How can the sons feed truma? What about the fetus? There's a baby also. Maybe the baby will be, if the baby's female, okay, Allah is not going to get anything. But if the baby's male, has to get. And, the, and they can't feed the truma. Answer number one, yeah, but majority of the time it's not male. Answer number two, we're still worried about minority of the time. So, so then, then why, why are you allowed to feed? Answer is we, we're taking care of the guy. Why? Because there's other property. If we'll, we'll have in mind that if the baby is born a male, we're going to give the, ba- the fetus uh, land and give the slaves to the live ones. And this way they can eat shumah. You got it. We'll, we'll divide the property in such a way that we won't end up giving. Basically, basically, basically the land to the, to the 
baby. Correct. Correct. According to this second answer, that's the way we're able to feed the baby Shema. Yes, we're still worried that maybe it'll be a male. But it's fine, because we're going to just, if it happens, we're going to do the, this other thing. Got it? We, when we do it from beforehand. Which means that the Betin makes a assigns a guardian. The guardian splits it in a way that's good for them. And when they get older, they can protest. But right now, the split goes like that. Rav Nachman's own answer is when they get older, they can't they can't Protest. Then what does it help? It doesn't help. They can't do anything. And therefore, <coughs> so Rav Nachman's explained that Shmuel holds that they have the right to, to later on say, hey, we wanted this slave. We don't want this property. But Rav Nachman says that they don't have the right to say that because otherwise Betina has no power. Okay. Let's assume that Rav Nachman is Machlok It sounds like Rav Shimon holds that you could split the, the Machlok between Rav Shimon and Rav Yossi is that Rav Shimon holds that you could give the slaves to the alive, live brothers and the property to the fetus and Tanakhama says it doesn't work. Look. Everyone agrees that you can decide the slaves. Here the machloket is whether or not we have to worry about the minority. Right. So the chachamim hold you have to worry about the minority, and he says you don't. Okay. <coughs> Back to the brayta. According to this. A daughter can make someone eat chuma, but a son can't make you. Why can't a son give give the give the slaves to eat when there's a fetus? Because we're worried about the fetus. Why can't we should have the same problem with the daughter? Why does this rabbi, Rishmal, the son of Yosi, claim that there's a daughter? The slaves can eat. What do you mean? How could the slaves eat in such a case like this? After all, what about the chilek of the baby, of the fetus? Here we're talking about a case where the guy didn't leave a lot of stuff. When there's a daughter, it means there's a son with the daughter. So the son is getting what's left. Either way, if it's a ben, it's not better than the one that's alive. If it's a baby, the rabbis didn't help her anything for her. Okay, let's clarify this. Hold on. So there's a rule like this, that there has to be enough money in the estate of the dead guy. Normally the son gets all the money, the daughter gets nothing, she just gets supported for 12 months. Okay? 
Otherwise, she doesn't get... She has the right to support, but she doesn't get the actual money of the state. Now, that's true if there's enough money to give the son something and to support the daughter. But let's say it's called a very weak estate, which means there wasn't enough money to support the daughter. Halakha is even the son will get nothing, wow. and the daughter will get supported. Okay? For 12 months. For those 12 months, correct. Now, we thought over here when we said the case of Bat Machil, Abaya answered it. The rabbi had said, Rishmael had said, that if there's a daughter, then the slaves could eat truma. We think it means. Machil could feed truma. And a son, the slave can't eat truma. We said, that doesn't make sense. If the daughter can eat truma, so it's, it, it, right? If the reason why the son can't feed truma is because we're worried about the fetus. So the daughter also shouldn't be able to eat truma because we're worried about the fetus. Well, says, no, no, that's how you don't have to worry about the fetus. You know why you don't have to worry about the fetus? Because, what are you worried about? There's a daughter here, right? Now, if we're talking about a state that's very, very little, the daughter has the right to the money, not the son. Right? Because it's not enough money for, the, for both. The daughter gets the money. So therefore, the daughter technically is going to own this slave. Okay? But still 12 months. 12 months I understand, but, well, the, the slave is only valued at enough money. It's an old slave with missing teeth, and it's only enough money to support it for 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now, um, but now, what's the case? Now, if there's a son together with the daughter, so the son's getting nothing, and therefore he doesn't own the slave. The daughter owns the slave. And now, what does it work? Now, if the baby, if the fetus is going to be a son, right? So the son's not going to get anything either because the son doesn't get any more than the live son, right? The live son doesn't get anything, neither does the dead son, right? Neither does the, the, the fetus son, right? And if it's a baby, if it's a girl, so then... What, so why should the daughter be able to get? Why should the live daughter be able to get? Because the rabbi is going to say, listen... The rabbi, the rabbi is going to say, okay, give the dead. Now, the problem is the fetus. If the fetus is a girl, then the fetus does own part of this thing. Because I'm also a girl. You're a girl alive. I'm also a girl. Right? But the rabbis have to come and say, yeah, but we're going to give the, the slave part to the live one in order to slave keep truma. Okay? But the rabbis don't make any rule for anyone who didn't come into the world. Of the value of the slave was less than a year's salary. Yeah. Could be. <coughs> I told you the slave has no teeth. Okay. okay. I made it up, I'm just saying, but uh, whatever. Okay. Says Ingla, but my Morris says, my Okim how are you explaining it, right? When there's a little bit of money, aim my safe, what about safer? It says, Maybe it'll come out of male. We said, if it comes out male, then they, the daughter won't get anything. So if the bride is talking about a case where there's not enough money, then even if the son is a male, the, the, she, she still, still won't make a difference. Then it'll belong to the, belong to the daughter. It'll be the opposite. The safe is talking about a case where there's a lot of money. 
So the ratio and safe are two different cases. The ratio is talking about a little money, and the safe is talking about a lot of money. Mara says, is it true when there's not enough money belongs to the daughters? If it's, if the, the 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 boy sons split up the property of their father, and it was the chasim whatever they sold is sold, and they get to keep it. So therefore, why can't they eat it? So what does it mean when he says that bat gets it? M. So Mar is going to redo it. Mar says when Nubiosi says that a daughter could feed Truma, it means the mother of a child. Which means if, if it means let's say a, a, a lady was married to Kohen and she has a, a, a baby, that baby could eat Truma. Ihachi. Hanirah says the same as Rabbi Yossi. Mara says, Kula Yishmael by Rabbi Yossi Katanila. It's all Yishmael by Rabbi Yossi. The whole, whole mission is Yishmael by Rabbi Yossi. Okay, let's just clarify this. So we're talking about the following case. You have a, a, a pregnant daughter of Yisrael, okay, who was widowed from a Kohen with a son, and she has a living son. She could make her slaves eat Shuma. Because since she could eat... They can eat. They can eat truma, but the son. Can't make his son barzel slave to eat truma because of their fetus connection to them. So we automatically assume that it's going to be a girl. No, when we said M, when we said bat, we're talking about the mother. We're talking about a mother who has. A slave. Let's let's read Rashi on this one. Elamai habatiktani em v'achikama ha'em ma'achelat. The mother can feed avde melukshela her her avde meluk slaves. Kedera shadayochelat the way she always used to eat. V'haben eno ma'achelat avde tzon barzel mepne chelko shel ubar. When we say a bat, we're talking about the mother. Bat doesn't. You have to. You have to use a little switch over here. Okay. Basically, there's two. There's two people who have slaves. We're talking about Cohen dies. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a mother who has her slaves because there are some slaves that are not written in the ketubah. They belong to the mother. The slaves that are written in the in the ketubah belong to the son. Okay. So the halacha is going to be that the mother's slave. Can eat truma? Why could he eat truma? Because since she has a son, she's entitled to eat truma. If she's entitled to eat truma, so can her slave. Yeah. Right now, she's pregnant, so her son cannot feed his slave truma. Why? Because since she's pregnant, and that baby is going to be uh, might be a, whatever it could be. But a fetus might own the slave. If it might be a boy, it'll own the slave and it can't feed. We split the estate. We say that the baby owns the slave. It is going like a Rishmael who says you don't go like that.
Okay? Moses is great. Kula Bishwab Yosi Kitana, it's all Bishwab Yosi. Okay. Baruch Adonai Lulam, Amen, Amen. We're going to stop over here at the Mishnah.